Evolution at War podcast coming your way. Q&A edition number 427. Steve Schmee here. And joining me, Ricky V, as in Virtuous Rock, the Rickster. What's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? I like the intro you've been doing for me the last few podcasts, man. You do a nice, nice intro. You like a, like you're introing a fighter to, to the arena. It's pretty, pretty cool, man. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> you know, I think that's copywritten. I don't think we're allowed to say that. We might, we might get in trouble. We might get a strike. We might get a strike, a copyright strike. All right. So um, go ahead, man. The people, the people you have tell questions. Me. You, you the tell people me. have questions and we got to answer. You, you tell me. You tell me what's been emailed to you. Let me check it out. Let me bring up the email. So we have a bunch of emails from you guys. The first one is getting night sweats without trend, not with trend, Rick, not with, you follow me on this without trend. Has this ever happened to you? Well, yeah, sometimes there are other causes uh, and sometimes just doing a high dose of steroids can cause that. Sometimes uh, people with the what they call the test flu. Sometimes you get like flu-like symptoms from uh, some of your testosterone uses. Uh, test flu has been around for a while. So maybe does does the guy has the guy ever used trend before? Because maybe he's experiencing some kind of night discomfort. Maybe a little bit of extra perspiration at nighttime, but might not be full on tremble on nighttime sweat you strike me as a type of person who like during the summer keeps the air conditioner like at 80 81 82 degrees i keep my ac frosty well how about you really yeah how about you You how can that be if you lived in vegas well it's like 120 degrees every day how how that's exactly what i've always i like warm weather places but i like good ac in my car and in my house and if i'm if i'm at a a place i mean i like the warm weather but i want to i want to get ready for it in in, at my time but ac i think when it comes to actually concentration and and performance and in my work i find that the room being cool and me being just just a tad bit chilly helps me concentrate helps me helps me really with performance and in concentration and stuff. performance that's, enhancing drugs that's just been my it's been my experience with it that the cooler my office is when i'm working i'm this podcast right now i'm a little chilly i have to like prep prep the ac prep the room get it nice and cold and then i turn off the ac while we record so it's not in the background well you're you're from colombia it's a jungle over there so it's hot year round uh, there's colombia it's, it's got different elevations and so he, and so even though on the map, it looks very close. Some of the cities, uh, it's very chilly. Uh, Colombia. degrees around, around. And the part of Colombia that I that I like to stay in, that I like to live in, is a small town that my my grand my my grandfather's father was one of the of the pioneers of that land. Uh, we that's the little place I go to. Um, it's pretty warm. It's pretty warm year round. But again, I, my grandmother was uh, my grandmother was in the mafia, the Persian, the Persian mafia. So, oh, man. 
right. you gotta you gotta i gotta get i gotta get warmed up to do funny funny uh, material man you know sometimes you, you know we get on the podcast you ready you're you got you're your part funny. of the colombian mafia you got the colombia so guys listen here's the thing and by the I'm way gonna... just 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 a, a correction steve um it's it's, it's called a cartel <laughs> So okay, here, here's why I'm bringing up. Here's why I'm bringing up climate because we get a lot of questions like this always over the summer. So I always I always laugh about it because each summer it's like hotter and hotter. Like each summer we hit new records in the country. So this this year it was like 110 degrees all over the country all summer. So it was like we always get these emails with people writing in. They're like, oh, it's you know I'm getting night nice, sweats. So I'm getting night nice, sweats. So At the end of the day, what happens is I have to laugh about it because. You know, I live in a hot climate year round. So for me, it's like normal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sweat. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I have to laugh about it. So if you live, live up north and stuff, and it's like you're not used to it getting to 90, 100 degrees all summer, then you're going to deal with night sweats. So that could be the possibility. The other possibility, Rick, you kind of touched on it. If you have sickness, like, and here's the thing test flu what rick rick talked about that can happen on any steroid and what that is is the body reacting to a foreign substance in it so sometimes you know you'll get a foreign substance in your body your body will react like let's say you go to a restaurant you eat fish okay which if you listen to this podcast i never <laughs> recommend you ever go to a restaurant and eat seafood that's like the worst that's the dumbest thing you could ever do because there's a good chance you're going to get foodborne illness because fish has to be eaten fresh. If fish is not eaten fresh, you have a chance of getting foodborne illness. So let's say you get food poisoning, you're up all night throwing up, you're running a fever. That's your body trying to get rid of what it perceives as a threat. So it's the same thing. You're injecting these anabolic steroids or underground labs. You know, they not necessarily the best quality. They may have stuff in them that your body's reacting to your body's saying, mm, I don't like this. So it's going to raise the temperature during the night. Our temperatures fluctuate because our body is going through a repair phase a recovery phase It's trying to flush toxins out. That's that's when your body's kind of doing that, that whole thing. So it's almost normal to get night sweats. Another thing that could be happening too, it could not, it may not be the steroids directly causing it, but it's when you're rapidly gaining strength, rapidly gaining size and weight, you're making your body more sick. You're also adding inflammation to your body. You're making your organs more inflamed. So your body's going to react by raising the temperature. Your body's going to try to repair and, and get the inflammation down by raising your temperature. So all these factors can contribute to this. At the end of the day, my recommendation is if it's annoying you, listen to your body. You may want to switch the steroids you're injecting. You may want to lower your dosages and you're, you may want to get on um, a support supplement like Entugard, which will help flush out those toxins and kind of get your body uh, back healthy. And you want to take it easy, guys. Yeah, this is a marathon, not a sprint. That's a cliche, but it's true. You want to take it easy. I, you know, you hear people, and I, I'm, I've been guilty of this as well. You like want to gain 50 pounds on your bench press. You want to gain 10, 20 pounds on a cycle. It's going to have um, consequences because your body is not going to like all that pressure that you're putting on it. So you're going to get these weird 
things come like like this night like the night sweats and the night sweats are your body basically saying hey i'm sick you know because that's what you're doing you're making your body sick so i would not necessarily take that lightly i would i would be like hmm maybe i need to change something i'm doing so i want to know all this information and you know it could be any of those possibilities what do you think rick any any other tips on this one Diana Ball has made me feel like it's causing some sort of night sweats a couple of times. Um, so I have that high doses of. I wonder if high, high estrogen, because like you see with women, they get like hot flashes when they have like a little estrogen or hormonal change. Maybe that could be a contributor too. Because you're saying Diana Ball, that, that makes I, sense. I, I know that if, for example, if you, if you use Trembolone, extensively to the point where you recognize all of its side effects if you get something similar from another steroid you won't like he's saying tremble on sweats from other steroids have you used tremble like you know what it's really really like because uh, you know it's, you might sweat a little bit at, at night but it'll be a different story between a couple of different steroids so uh, and this goes back to what Steve and I have always said, man, you got to make sure you're completely healthy before you start using any of this stuff. Make sure you're very, very healthy before anything. And that way, when you run across some of these side effects, you know there aren't any other underlying conditions that could be causing it. Also, give as much information as possible. This dude could be on a caloric deficit, pumping some stimulants, doing some different uh, things to his body that could be causing this at, at night. Um, and he's thinking it's the steroids, but all along it could be some over-the-counter supplement fat burner has taken that's given him some of these side effects. So definitely when you reach out to us with a question, please give us as much thorough and detailed information as possible. So that way we can kind of help you figure some of this stuff out. He might not be aware that he's taking a stimulant. People take pre-workouts all the time and they don't know that. Mm. Or a, a, an energy drink. Energy drinks have stimulants. A lot of people don't understand that. They think energy drink is just flavor with water that kind of gives you a little rush, but they don't understand it's got stimulants in there on purpose. So, I mean, all these factors play a role combined with the heat of summer, you know, and it's um it's a recipe for for sweating out and then I, so you want to be you, careful if you have a smartwatch uh when you have some of these symptoms make sure to keep track on your smartwatch of what your heart rate is as well and if you ask us a question and kind of throw that in there that also help us kind of know a little bit of certain things that that might also help but yeah we definitely more information and it doesn't if you were to say hey i've used trend many times and I'm getting the same thing from, from these other steroids. Okay. But I don't know. Do we know if he's even used trend before? He might not have. And uh, he's thinking that that's trend sweat when it's really, it's really something completely different, with different feeling, different amount, different, you know, happens less often or more often, you know, those things. Next one, we're going to talk about 1.5 grams, which is 1500 milligrams of testosterone per week. Most I've ever ran is 750, and that was of Sustanon 250. And I had run 500 milligrams 
a couple times prior to that. And then I bumped it to 750 just to see what would happen. And I honestly didn't notice any, any differences with anything except more side effects. So, you know, 1500 milligrams a week, I have not run that high, but I would imagine that if you're getting legitimate testosterone, you're running that dosage, you're going to have to expect you know, open yourself up to a lot of both estrogenic and androgenic side effects. And by what I mean by that is estrogenic, you know, gynecomastia, bitch tits, a lot of water retention, a lot of bloat, a lot of insomnia, which is, a, a, you know, connected to it. When you're retraining water like that, you're going to have a hard time sleeping in most situations because your, your body is, is going to be under so much pressure. And it's, it's going to, you're going to be tired all day and the androgenic symptoms too go hand in hand with that. The insomnia, the aggression, the inflame inflammation in the body, inflammation in your prostate, you know, all that stuff comes with the androgenic side effects. Uh, so you may, you may not want to run that much of, of testosterone, but it's something that some guys uh, want to run and they'll run 1500 milligrams a week just to see what it's like. And, um, you know, uh, the side effects are just going to get out of control on that dosage. I would, I would surmise. I've, I've talked to some people who run these kinds of dosages before, and I've interviewed them on the podcasts prior and they're, they're just, they're don't know. They don't even look at their blood work. They don't look at their lipids. They don't look at their blood pressure because if they would, they would, you know, get very worried about, what they would see. So running these kinds of dosages will have consequences. And I don't see the purpose of running anything more than 500 or 750 at, at the most. How much have you run, Rick? I've done as much as a gram. Uh, it was a thing back in the day uh, on the forums in the early 2000s, late 1900s, <laughs> where Really, there were a couple of characters pushing this on the forums. Um, one of them was this this old dude. I think he, I think he went by the username Alter, and um, seen a couple pictures of him. He looked like shit. But they all kind of he him and there was a few other guys from you know said, hey, you need a gram of testosterone a week, and then you throw your, then you throw your steroids on top of that, and then you throw your cycle kind of on top of that. And I ran a couple of cycles like that. Um, Learned a lot about myself and my body doing that, it, which might be worth it or not. Just just thinking out loud here, because you're, the way your body reacts to these compounds, at least for me, it's kind of changed over time. Every every three, five, six years, eight years, things would just kind of act and feel different. Could have been maybe not consistency in the product, or could it have been my body changing a lot or, or combination of the two. So I guess, yeah, I did a couple of cycles, a gram a week. It learned a lot about myself, about estrogen, how to manage it, learned about anti-estrogen drugs and how to utilize them properly for me. But then obviously that knowledge is the years go by and you use some of the same compounds again. It, it all works a little bit differently. At a thousand milligrams, you're definitely going to need not just an anti-estrogen, but a DHT drug, an anti-DHT drug. It'll knock more of your hair out, may 
inflame your prostate up a little bit. So you're, you're kind of a necessity. Once you go to one and a half milligrams, one and a half grams, I should say, 1,500 milligrams of testosterone, that's a, that's a lot. You're, you're taking an anti-estrogen every day. You're taking an aromatase inhibitor, uh, probably taking a CIRM like Novadex. Some guys will even take Clomid during that time as well. And you find Asterite, Proscar. I mean, you're going to be on, on a few little, few different drugs. One of the, so testosterone was the first, real first steroid to kind of be developed and, and shot into people and animals and stuff. And then everything else that's come after, it's been an attempt to get more of the benefits from testosterone and less of the side effects from it. So using testosterone, I love, and I love because I can get legitimate human grade testosterone. So that, to me, that's a plus. But when you use testosterone, throwing the other steroids on top of it are really so that you get the good benefits. You amplify the good stuff you like about testosterone without really adding on more side effects. And that's kind of the case when it comes to adding DECA, ading Anabar, adding Winstro doesn't doesn't aromatize. I don't, you know, when you get to something like Trembolone, you might say, well, Trembolone has more side effects. Well, yeah, but if you look at the power, <laughs> the horsepower, the, the effects um, compared to the side effects, you put Trembolone up and, and testosterone, you know, they, we could make a good debate about that. So definitely I like basing every cycle with between 250 to 500 milligrams of testosterone per, per week. That's kind of now, if I did a cycle today that I baseline it with that, then on top of that, I would throw my, my good friend, all familiar equipoise. And definitely I might think about some Mastron, maybe just 50, a hundred milligrams of Tremble on an athlete per week, just to spice it up a little bit. Stop at about a, a gram. That's kind of what I would do today. Wouldn't wouldn't run it that high, but going above five hundred milligrams of testosterone, I guess you could. I mean, you could you could run a badass cycle of just just a gram of testosterone per week with proper anti-estrogens and and do great and have really great results, um, better results than maybe some of the other steroids, but. One a gram, I just anything over a gram to me is too much. You're already taking too much steroids. You got you, you better be a huge guy that's already holding on to a ton of mass that your body wouldn't otherwise hold on to to really be using those those dosages. And after um, my interview with Guru Amin Alai, who advises some professionals, he said guys do as much as five grams a week of just combined steroids. So I wouldn't recommend it for you guys listening to this. If you're working with a coach directly and you get it on stage, he might have, a, he might have a, other ideas for you. But if you're listening to this and you're trying to do this on your own, you know, getting your own blood work and, and kind of figuring out your own body in your own way, no need to go to one and a half grams. I mean, 500 milligrams is what most of you should kind of hover around 500 to a gram. And that's, you know, you could 
have great results, look better than most of your peers, look incredible compared to most of your peers, never having to go above a gram of steroids a week and, and never having to stay on for more than, than three, four months a year, if that. And it's just not, it's not a good, there's no justification for me. I, like I said, unless you, you're working with a, with a coach, you're getting on stage, you're really doing it up that way. You're competing on something, powerlifting, whatever. Unless you're getting it up to that level and, and you've got a, a coach to dedicate, that's kind of dedicated to you and, and on call with you. Um, if you're going to kind of self-service this thing, stay under a gram. It's probably the best and the, and the, the safest thing to do with, you know, with, you know, harm reduction, basically at that point, then stacking it up. So I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not with a gram. You lose- oh, if I was going to do a gram and a half of, of steroids, I probably wouldn't at this stage in my life, I wouldn't do it all test. I would, I would mix it up with, with mix it up with equipoise and maybe some other stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, what do you think? You got Look, I, and they, and they were all, you know, most of us are control freaks. We like to control shit. We, we're in relationships where we control. We like to have control over stuff. We In business, we like to have control over stuff. Our bodies, we like to have control over our bodies. And if you're not like that, then you don't know your body well enough. You should know your body in and out enough to always be in control. When you're running these absurd dosages, you lose control. You lose control. And that's how people end up dead. And that grew that you talk to, you know, there's been people that he's coached who have ended up dead. You know, that's, that's a fact. And so when you're running four or five grams, you're basically killing yourself. So, I mean, that's not something that I teach. And I, if, if you come to me and you want to run those types of dosages, you want me to help you? I'm, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to have anything to do with that shit. So, I mean, I'm all about doing this safely and doing this properly. And when you run those dosages, you lose control. It's like driving your car. 120 mile an hour down a road with cliffs, you know, out in California, like there's like roads and then there's a cliff, right? You, you make that turn. It doesn't go well. You're off that cliff and they won't even find your body. You're, you're, you're like, you're smashed into smithereens. So, you know, keep control of your body. That's, that's what I'm saying. So next one is for you, Rick, best stack for MMA guy, mixed martial arts so you're the big mma guy you're the killer your nickname's killer at your mma gym how many guys have you killed already fighting them in the ring yeah. um so when i started doing this podcast with you um and i've made it clear on the podcast several times i'm against any guys cheating in sports because the fact that guys were cheating in sports is the reason that steroids are illegal for the rest of us. Wait a minute. When you were in the NFL, you didn't take steroids? <laughs> huh? And Well, guys getting caught using steroids is the reason they are illegal for you and me, Steve. You know, it's the reason we have to basically be criminals to pursue this, this lifestyle, this enhancing lifestyle, you know? Um, that's why it's, it's illegal for us to, like, I identify with, I identify with someone who's got, you know, 5% body fat and it's fucking ripped. And that's, that's the image of me that I have in my mind. Um, and that's the body I feel I, I you know, it's, it, but we're criminals over it. And it's all got to do with, it goes all the way back to Carl Lewis, 
and Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson being caught taking Winstrol. And then again, in the 2000s with the baseball players and there's always a new search. So I'm really, I'm anti-athletes doing it. And whenever we're doing the podcast, I just kind of skip over it and just give advice because fuck man, if I, if I sit here and do that every episode, people would be, would be upset. And I think when it comes to mixed martial arts, it's, it's probably the one sport where cheating um, could have very, very hard uh, physical effects and it could hurt someone. It could hurt someone uh, very, very badly. You know, it's, it's that the, the sport where you're actually winning by hurting your opponent. And sometimes people get extremely very, very hurt. So I don't advise anyone out there using juice, uh, stepping into competition. Whenever I have competed in anything, I've cleared my body out for months and months and months to make sure that, um, you know, first of all, I want to go through the fucking embarrassment of getting popped if you get tested that that'd be stupid. Um, and I, and also it's just a, an ethical thing because I, the f- part about this lifestyle that it's the only bad thing about this lifestyle is really the, the legalities, illegalities that surround us pursuing. Well, you can always the- just, you can always just move to Oregon. It's not, <laughs> it's not illegal there anymore. Um, one of my favorite, games as a, as a kid uh, it helped me learn to speak english when i first got here it was oregon trail oh dude i love that game but like i love it when i was uh in elementary school like we used to get uh, a couple hours uh, from esl playing oregon trail and we'd have to translate everything that popped up and it helped help play the game a lot and then but back then it was only like three four colors and then by the time i was in, in high school um went into the library one day there were kids playing Oregon trail on the computers. And it was like pictures of real people. and shit. That was like windows 95 already. Right. When, when that happens, pretty cool. Anyway. So, uh, so um, after all of that being said, all right, if you're just doing like a little bit of jitsu, um, a little bit of jitsu, a little bit of, of Thai boxing, just, just to play around, just to, just to be mobile. You're not beating people up. You're not, you're not taking trophies, while taking stairs, if, you, that, if that's what you're doing, uh, here's a good stack. I found personally S4, Osterin, Carterin, and then I found steroids when I did when I did uh, uh, Thai boxing, when I did jitsu. I found steroids in my case to be very detrimental. A little bit of testosterone would be fine, but as soon as I added a little bit of trend or I, I, I added other stuff, I would start to get some of these pumps, uncomfortable pumps. And I feel like it would, it would make my, my muscles tighter. Like I couldn't get loose. I didn't feel loose when I, when I threw punches, I didn't feel, I mean, when I got really strong, there were times that I hit the back. Cause I like hitting the back bare knuckle since, since I started uh, training, uh, training uh, hands, I could see, the skin of my hands, a little bit of, of it left on the back, just, just from the, just from the force. So that was cool, but I didn't feel, I felt very loose. I felt it hard to connect my toes with my, with my hands. If, if I could, any of you out there that fucking train know what I'm talking about. I just felt that whole connection, that, that looseness that I would have to kind of, it didn't work well. So I, 
I, I it's one of the things that made me cut back way back on my steroid use and, and cut it to only certain parts of the year is I really like my mobility. I really like being able to like, uh, down, I mean, I had, I'm, I'm a small guy, um, uh, short and stuff. So my fucking tie boxing, uh, was real pretty back in the day. It's real beautiful. I learned where the real Thai instructor, you know, he's a, um, master K shout out to master K. Um, is the first guy. And then crew Phil, Phil nurse, I learned there too. And I didn't, um, and I really developed like a really nice, sweet ballerina, like tie box. And then I couldn't fucking do that when I was taking trend, the uh, Diana ball, you know, this is all this stuff really tightened my body up. So a little bit of testosterone, we're talking, we're going back to an MMA stack, a little bit of testosterone, like TRT levels. You don't need much more than that. And fuck man, GW, that endurance, S4, that feeling you get the next day after you beat your body up pretty good, um, S4 just 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 cuts it down. You feel fresh the next day. You feel like you, you feel like you had not been training the whole week. You know, I was able to go in and do a lot more training when I when I mess with S4. And Ostrin, Ostrin is great to heal joints. Sometimes you have very tiny, like micro injuries. You're not not even barely fully aware of osteoin is just always going to keep that healing and then just like trt levels of of testosterone man 100 mix 200 mix when it comes to when it comes to mma right and 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 these and, and just fighting in general i found it more beneficial to be able to come back in day after day and train and train more and and, and stay longer and obviously the cardio gw i mean cardio is king and obviously that I found that way more beneficial than anything to, that would make my like me more stronger or more explosive or like like testosterone or trend, like anything that make me angrier. I need I fucking need any of that. Right. Um, I, I and I didn't and I didn't think it was actually beneficial. I think it hurt. I think when fighters are getting caught with these steroids, I think what they're trying to do is maintain some strength and muscle masses. They cut weight probably because. But when I use SARMs and, you know, in the late uh, 2011 let's say 2012 2013 around that time 2009 010 right when psalm started to kick around and i was i was still training i was still doing jitsu i was just still doing i was still grinding it out because i just it's like i like it. it's like my only real good hobby that i really like doing so i like to i like to know that i can fight <laughs> i don't know how else i could describe that so then I started fucking with, with S4 and GW and Austrian because they're new on the scene and I does this and I experiment on myself and all the forms. And I, I felt like, wow, this is the shit. Like I could just come in day after day and train. I notice I'm not getting as beat up. I notice my cardio is better. My muscles don't feel tight. I don't feel it's, it's affecting my mobility. I'm not, you know, I, I feel fucking good on this stuff. And that ended up being it, man. That that's the MMA stack. I felt like the TRT doses of testosterone, like TRT level, like you know, like you like that that amount is just fine. S four Ostrin, GW, uh, throw obviously my end to generate product on top of that. So you are uh, you're recovering. You have performance. I mean, it's good. And uh, to guard on top of that too. That you just multivitamin, multimineral, organ cleansing. It's bound to help somehow. And uh, and two joint RX for my store. 
go to n2jointrx.com. Also just a great to help keep your joints going and stuff. And yeah, man, when it comes to specifically MMA fighting, injuries, being too beat up, not having the gas tank to like come in and, and, and train and over and over again and go over techniques and go over, you know, sweepscapes, submissions, whatever, whatever it is you're doing, right? Just being able to come in and, and, and build that muscle memory and build the repetitions, 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 and, and not your body be all, be hurt and, and, and not have to slow down too much while you're there. If you're there three hours, you could just fucking give it your all uh, the whole time way through. That I found crazy more beneficial, and I think it helps way more than anything you are going to take that's going to either strengthen your, your lifting weights and your muscles or or supposed to make you like more explosive. I heard explosive. I don't, I found it to be more detrimental in my, my particular case. It's a long answer, man. But anyway, what else do we have? Last one is going to be worried about a seized package. So what do you do if you're ordering and the package gets seized? So one of the things that I recommend is when you're ordering, always use a PO box because this way you can just keep changing your PO box. You get sign up for like six months. After the six months, it's done, right? And then you can just go get a different PO box, got a different number. You can keep changing it. You can get two PO boxes, one at one post office, one at the other. So if you get a package seized and you get a letter in the mail, just ignore the letter and just don't use that same address again. So that's that's the most logical way to do it. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, like I said, I mean, if you're living in a state that's really strict with this kind of stuff, this isn't a, a federal issue. This is a state by state issue. You got to treat you got to treat this stuff state by state. If you're in a state like Oregon. Where they legalize everything, you know, steroids, recreational drugs it's legal now. You know, I'm not sure about um, what would happen in Oregon, but it wouldn't be much of anything. It's really as long as you're using it for personal use, they're not going to care. But if you're in a state, it's more conservative, you know, like in the South and you're driving around with steroids in your car and you get pulled over. You know, <laughs> they're going to treat it like you're you're carrying around pot or, or any any type of recreational drug. You know, because those 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 states have strict laws. They like putting you in jail in those states. They like it. You know, they want you in jail. So, you know, that's that's just the way it is. So you have to understand the laws in your particular state. But if you're ordering something from overseas and customs grabs it, look, they're not going to have time to come to your house and knock your door down and, you know, arrest you. So you don't got to worry about that unless you're already being watched. If you're someone, you know, you have a history, you're on probation or something like that, then you should be worried. You should be worried because you're already being watched. You got already, you know, you got a slap on the wrist. They want you to behave yourself and you're not behaving yourself. You know, you're bending the rules a little bit, just like speeding. If you're on probation for a DUI, and you get caught going 100 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone near a school, you know, you're probably, you're going to, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail. 
and that you are going to get the book thrown at you. But if you're speeding going 15 miles over, you know, and you have no record and you not had a speeding ticket in five years, you, you know, worst case, you just pay the ticket and move on. So it just depends on your situation. So we hear stories about, I know Rick, you interviewed a guy about this, so I know you can touch on it more, but we, you know, we've heard stories of guys, you know, you know, who've gotten in trouble for this, but it's, you know, it's almost always a situation where they're being watched for something else. You know, they're being watched for something else and the red flag goes up and then that's when they get a problem. So it really just, it really depends. So my, my advice is, you know, check your laws where you live and, um, you know, just realize if you're in a certain state, you know, are they going to waste their time coming after you versus, you know, not. So it just, it just depends. And it, you know, this podcast is evergreen. So maybe in five years from now, you know, California, Washington state, you know, even your state, New York, Rick, you know, those types of states, more progressive states are going to start doing that too. Cause they don't want people going to jail and going to prison over something silly, like buying a few vials of testosterone or, or having some pot or something like that, you know? So we're, we're going to see these changes happen for that reason. I think, I think you'll start seeing that five years from now, 10 years from now. So things are going to start to change, but I mean, but Rick, you interviewed this guy. Uh, he was uh, a, a singer from the eighties, right? Phil Collins. You interviewed him another day. And and you and me. That's a, that's a joke. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know if you would appreciate the confusion, but yeah, it was uh Mr. Rick Collins, the attorney, and he has uh the steroid case attorney since the late 1900s, you know. So it's um something else. I mean, the dude, dude's good, and he definitely so like had summarize a- summarize what he said about this. Um, I in mean, five in five minutes or less. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> we both basically. Uh, he t- he said he 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 said he told Ben Johnson, which whom he met, um, few years uh, years later after stairs became illegal, and told Ben Johnson that he might be responsible for starting his career, because as Rick Collins was uh, a new lawyer, you know, a young lawyer, is when steroids became criminalized in 1991. <clears throat> and um, basically, uh, at the time, one of the more outspoken uh, politicians about the subject was our today president, uh, Joe Biden. He was very outspoken about, um, I think he, he maybe might have thought that, because uh, he was a baseball player in college, he might have thought that he could have been a, at a disadvantage from other players that were juicing at, at the time, and, and he wasn't. Um, and him and I kind of discussed that, that some, and maybe he's in agreement. Uh, I would think that we might be at that, at that space and time now where if we all kind of get together, start, stop hiding, which is what I kind of told him. I said, well, every other group is kind of for, for their rights, but we still have people lying about steroid use. Some of the more, some of the questions are about keeping it secret, not telling your family, since they'll, since people won't ever come out of the woodwork to create a movement to ask the government to allow us to to enhance legally, you know, where you could like literally use anything you want under doctor supervision, a modified version of that, something cool like that. 
unless we come out of the woodwork and and start to affect the machinery and get together and, and create create a movement it'll never happen it will still be steroid users will and steroid dealers and will continue to just be these low-hanging fruit non-violent completely non-violent drug offenders because i mean all of the other like narcotic drugs that are causing wars across the world uh causing uh, you know street crime here <clears throat> those same problems don't come with steroid dealers and steroids they're usually just a meathead that doesn't most of the time don't even own guns there are times and we've seen the bust where just career criminals that might also work out get into steroids and then you you'll see a a a bust where there are other drugs involved and guns and stuff but for the most part man it's just a bunch of meatheads that wouldn't hurt a fly really just just good otherwise law-abiding citizens that have to hide and have to be worried like this guy about customs letters and, and getting arrested and, and police showing up at his house over just trying to enhance a little bit. And, um, you know, that's something for everybody to keep in mind out there. Like we, we, we could, we could in a matter of just a couple of years, even the way things move now, we could actually de- get this thing de- decriminalized, but everyone would have to kind of stand up and in front of their family and their community join a movement that says, hey, we, we want to continue to do this and not be made criminals over it. And that's kind of it. I mean, it's a little bit what we did. Yeah. What we it, didn't, it didn't start in the late 80s, early 90s. It started in the 60s. The whole hippie thing during the 60s. And I again, I'm tying steroid use to pot use. It's, it's the same thing. Because in Oregon, they decriminalized steroids along with pot. Along uh, with Rick, Collins, Rick Collins, Rick Collins, thinks that they didn't mean to do that that it was that if they if they understood they would be criminalizing steroids in oregon as well then they might have found a way to not do it and yeah. this is the, the this i'm trying to kind of quote his words a little bit that was kind yeah, of yeah. he projected well, but it's like thinks. it's it kind of it kind of but in the 60s you had richard nixon he wanted basically african-americans and hippies in jail because African-Americans and hippies hated him. So he wanted them in jail. So that's when the whole drug war started. And then that kind of led to where, where we are today. It is kind of absurd that, you know, steroids and recreational drugs and aren't, you know, are not, are kind of like this, this much illegal, they should be decriminalized. And, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, we have to just kind of join forces with, you know, the potheads. It's kind of like we're in it with them because once like what Oregon did, they did it. When you pass laws, you know, state senators and state congressmen, they're the ones that sign that make these laws. Right. That's why most politicians are lawyers in the first place. So and then it goes onto a governor's desk and the desk signs it. The governor signs it. So. Don't pay attention to the federal government because it's not going to it's not going to do anything. Don't waste your time. You have to go in your states to pet to change these laws. It has to be by state by state, because right now you can buy pot in Colorado. You can buy pot in California. You can buy pot in Oregon, Washington State, these types of states. And nothing's going to happen to you. But if you buy pot in Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, if you get pulled over with pot, you go to jail. You see what I'm saying? So 
that's that's the dilemma that we have. So you have to focus on state by state because if the federal government decriminalizes it, it's not going to mean shit. It's not going to mean shit. It's got to be state by state. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way our government is set up. It's we're almost like 50 different countries within a nation. So each state can set their own laws. It's called state rights. We had a civil war about state rights. So, you know, it's it's there. So you have to you have to know your state law. It's it's all about your state law. Every state is going to have different laws. So and, and as far as uh, shit coming in from customs, I will um, tell you straight up. You got a couple of vials coming, two or three, four, maybe five. I mean, my opinion, and I have nothing to cite this, you're just, it's just going to be the latter, and, and that's about it. You got 10, 12, 15 vials coming. Yeah, chances, but no. Chances but, are, I'm saying, I'm upgrading it. Chances are, yeah. you got that many, your local your local police might might get in, might definitely get involved. A source that knows what they're doing will not send you a high amount that's going to get you into trouble. That's that's so that's the thing, like with sources, and, they, they, and, know, uh, they know and, better. And, you know? and just just to continue my uh, just to continue my train of thought on that, I hear what you're saying, but to continue my train of thought on that, if you've got 30, 40, 50 vials coming, um, you yeah, I mean, I'm just going to assume that you're dealing and and this today was the day you got hot. You know, when you got 20, 30, 50, 60 vials coming in and you are dealing uh that's the day you got hot that's the day they saw you the way it kind of works is if they grab the drugs and they test them and figure out these are illegal drugs they can't they can't let them get too far without a leash so if you get your stuff either your door is about to get kicked down or you'll never hear from 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 enforcement about this package or everything in the package has been changed. They're no longer drugs. It's some other oil, some other shit in there just to just to fool you long enough so that they come and get you. But you, this, today's the day you got hot. If you if you if, and um, I just don't do anything stupid, man. It's just not. It's so hard today to get away with crimes. It's so fucking hard nowadays because of electronics because of the new testing methods because of the new um, equipment that customs has available to them the new ways that that they commute they communicate uh, law enforcement communicates across agencies it's just it's just a matter of the, if they got enough time to to grab the string and follow your trail or not it's just it's really a manpower issue at that point but just don't fucking t- if there was a day that you would get caught um receiving packs and and doing shit it, it it'd be you know, 2020, 21, 22. It's just a matter of, do they have time to come after you with all the other shit they're worried about? Because this this shit coming into the mail, that's, you know, it's not as, as, as kind of just bullshit benign as just some steroids for a bodybuilder. Like this stuff coming in in smaller packs than that, that could, ki- that could kill OD several hundred people. And it's, you know, only with, with just a, a couple of grams of, of stuff. And, you know, I think we all know, I don't like to keyword the podcast for dumb shit like that, but I think we all know what kind of narcotics we're talking about. And, and so it's just, there's so many other things coming in and so much other follow-up that needs to get done that if it's only a few vials, you might, you might just get away with a letter, but if you're dealing, you're going to, you're going to be one of the guys that they're 
looking after and, and have resources behind so that they'll they'll definitely have to ignore a guy the guy with two three four vials it's just it's my opinion all right i'm not a lawyer don't take it as and none of what we're saying we're, we're not not lawyers don't take any of this as legal advice but it's just definitely what in my opinion from reading the forums from so many years what i think it's we should change the disclaimer to we are not lawyers. Blah, we're blah, actually, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think we're going to beef up the disclaimer and re-upload all the files. I've actually thought about, about that. Um, might, might, might actually do that. Beef up the disclaimers, uh, edit the files and re-upload all of them. So, I mean, t- the way I look at it, it's an economic issue. If, if you're importing a bunch of uh, fake Rolexes, fake jerseys. I, I was watching a show called Catch a Smuggler. I don't know if you've seen that on TV, Rick. You've seen that one? And um, during Super Bowl week, there are boxes coming in of fake jerseys, fake hats, fake, you know, uh, memorabilia for NFL. And they were opening those boxes or cracking those boxes open. They knew they were even coming. They knew it. They knew it. They're like, every Super Bowl, this shit happens. They were cracking that open. They were seizing all that shit. And I'm like, you're seizing hats and jerseys and this type of stuff. Like, really? You're using that? But at the end of the day, if it's going to cost jobs, you know, there's people that depend on selling and you're taking money away from the NFL. You're taking money away from these multi-billion dollar organizations, sports leagues. You're taking money away from the city. You're taking money away from the stadium. You're taking the money, all those jobs, right? The restaurants, all that stuff. They depend on that revenue. So if you're taking millions of dollars from a city and you're taking away jobs, that's what they're going after. It's an economic thing. And number two, if you're, you know, you're a dealer and you're, you know, not reporting the money you're making and not reporting your taxes, that's going to piss off in terms of the federal government. That's going to piss off the federal government um, because a lot of people cheat. A lot of rich people in this country cheat their taxes. That's just the fact. And they get away with it. And that's fucking everyone else. Like me and Rick pay more taxes than millionaires. And we're you know, we're just normal Joes and a lot of you listening are the same way. So that's what pisses the federal government off. And it should piss the federal government off because that's not fair to us. So, I mean, that's, I think, more what they're worried about. They're not worried about three, four vials. They, they could not give a rat's ass about three, four vials. They don't have the manpower to go after a bunch of meatheads. And they themselves are probably juicing as well. So, I mean, they're, you know, in those those types of jobs, they're they love working out too. They love being big. So, you know, it's at the end of the day, guys, it's, um, you know, just, just be, you know, be knowledgeable on this stuff, get some education, check out Rick's podcast with, with, uh, with uh, Mr. Collins and then, uh, educate yourself a little bit on this and check, check your laws. Like I said, and, and worst case scenario, just move to Oregon. Like I said, if you're that paranoid about it, just move to Oregon, you know? So, all right, buddy. Anything so, so else? you think, so you think this will, you know, I'm, Rick Collins and I were going to set up another podcast uh, where he wanted to talk about, you know, personal freedoms, personal rights, and, and what, what you should do if you do get arrested or, or get hemmed up in some issue with drugs. And this would be a good question to pose to him. If I live in Oregon where steroids are now decriminalized and I'm, and I'm getting a pack at that point, Oregon, I think point of entry might be what, like LAX or something like that. If I'm getting a pack and at LAX, they they 
figure out that I'm ordering. Yeah, I know what you're asking. It was the same thing with pot because pot federally is still illegal, but at the state level, it's legal. So they were kind of worried about how that would make. But right now, the federal government does not, at least the administration we have now, you mentioned the Biden administration. He he said when he took power, he said he would not throw people in jail for for using pot at the federal level. So Mm -hmm. that you're good. I don't know if the same case with um with with steroids so yeah you have to ask him like that. could that could that guy in oregon get in i mean the feds would have to come in after him but he's his local police probably wouldn't wouldn't get involved yeah. uh, well the thing with right? oregon too here's the thing with oregon oregon it's a very low revenue state they don't have the manpower to even do that in the first place like they have some of the, the, the pack would need to be large enough to get the attention of of a federal agent at that point your pack and then yeah. because i, I doubt if it's yeah. if, if 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 your four or five vials, if your twelve vials, fifteen vials are legal in Oregon, uh, then what's you know what, what? Why are the local state state police state the, the state is not going to process you? I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'd have to the pack would have to be enticing enough yeah. for the for the feds. Well, at the end of the day, if you're worried about customs, just order domestic. There's, there's, always, there's always that. There's always that. That is yeah. true. Well, yeah, so. uh, and don't uh, dealers, you know, just don't be stupid. Don't try to don't try to deal. You know, it's just, you know, it's 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 so it's so tough right now to get away with any fucking any bullshit. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're being watched. <laughs> so um, all right, let's see here. What else? What else we got, Steve? That's it, buddy. Those are the four. And we had a really long podcast and we talked a lot about stuff that nobody else talks about. And I think uh, you guys keep the questions coming. This was episode number 427. And we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll definitely um, get this uh, episode. Uh, we'll, get, we'll definitely hit this some of these topics again on the next show. Take care, guys. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.